This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello, Allah. Hope you've got your coffee and are ready for hour two of Life Beats. Now, we all enjoy diving into a book and discovering new worlds within its pages. But what happens if you're a child who is sight impaired? How do you discover the same beauty, richness and transformational power of the written word? Amna Khamis, Al-Mazmi, Manager of Kalimat Foundation for Children Empowerment, is joining us in just a moment to tell us how they are giving these kids the chance. More on that next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. While many of us take books and education for granted, disadvantaged children and children who are sight impaired face challenges in accessing great stories that have the power to transform their lives. Kenny Matt Foundation for Children's Empowerment provides children's books for public libraries and takes books into areas of urban urban deprivation or highly populated areas where educational needs are great. They're also producing books that are accessible for the sight impaired. To tell us more, I'm so excited to welcome back into the Pulse 95 studios, Amna Khamis Al-Mazmi, manager of Kenny Mads Foundation for Children Empowerment. Welcome. So good to have you with us, Amna. Uh, now, you know, this is a, a vital uh, thing that Kenny Match Foundation does, uh, providing books to those kids who don't normally have access to them, and particularly those who are sight impaired. For those who are not familiar with Kenny Mad Foundation, it's interesting because the last time you were here, we were talking about Braille menus exactly for a Rawi restaurant. Um, so tell us a bit more about Kenny Mad Foundation, the work that it does, why it started in the first place. Okay. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, Kalimat Foundation was established in 2016 by Her Highness Sheikha Badur Al-Qasimi. Um, Sheikha Badur is always, always keen on providing um, reading material, books, and uh, all sorts of educational material to children in deprived areas, children in need, uh, refugee children, um, including also visually impaired children and children with reading difficulties. Um, so since our establishment in 2016, we have been working very hard um, on trying to uh, bring on different initiatives to support the children in the MENA region. And um, I mean, it's a blessing to say that we have not only covered needs in the MENA region, and we're trying to, we have also reached the Far East and the Far West, and we have uh, reached Arab children in uh, Brazil, in Hong Kong, in Paris, in Germany, Sweden. I mean, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a long um, journey from uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, but we uh, are determined to reach every child wherever he is, if he is in need of um, good material and books to read. All over the world. All over the world. It's just it's astounding because Kenny Mat Foundation has is is only three years old. Exactly. And so tell us about, you know, uh, founding that, how, you know, all of that started, where that work started. 
Um, well, actually, um, we started by um, introducing uh, the ARA initiative. Mm -hmm. uh, it was launched in the Sharjah International Book Fair. And ARA, the word ARA stands for I see in Arabic. Um, so that was the first thing, is to support the visually impaired children and the children with reading difficulties in their region. When we started this initiative, you know, everyone is very excited and we think, yeah, we have, we produced books, around 30,000 books in production, um, and we are just ready to go and donate. But then, I mean, reality check, um, there are, there are not, in, there is not enough information on where to do donate these books. Um, I mean, physically, literally, we will, we were taking our phones, calling different countries, Sudan, Egypt, Morocco. Do you want books? Do you need books for the visually impaired? And the doors were shut. Really? Yes. The doors were shut, closed in our faces because so many countries in the region also, unfortunately, and we can't deny that they are, they are, um, poor countries or they don't focus on some of the things that are that are considered as leisure, for example, reading for the visually impaired. Their uh, Ministry of Education are going to produce books, I mean, for the school, but uh, when it comes to story and entertainment, um, that is, yeah, a big, um, there is a big lack of material in that area. So is it seen as like something that is not a, a necessity then? Exactly, not a necessi necessity. Um, it's very expensive to produce. Moreover, there are children's centers for the visually impaired that n not necessarily have a library and uh, is not sometimes visited uh, because of, I mean, lack of resources for the visually impaired uh, children. So, yeah, we were taken aback and we were like, OK, let's um, re uh, refocus our target. We hired an agency. We're collecting data slowly. We have contacted so many embassies. Um, uh, the United Arab embassies abroad and slowly uh, within one year spam we are getting somewhere we are getting schools the right schools in Jordan and Mauritania and all other uh, places the right schools the right people to donate this material to so from now it's it's pretty exciting for the um, ARA initiative I mean we are starting to really donate a lot of a lot of things it's very exciting because you're just really stepping it up at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And um, obviously, you know, with Sharjah being the world book capital of 2019, uh, this is huge that it's coming out of Sharjah as well. A hundred percent. From yes. Kenimat Foundation and from Her Highness uh, Sheikh Abadur uh, Al-Qasimi. Um, now, you know, we want to come uh, next to the uh, Ara Initiative and talk more about those challenges, in fact, that you've started alluding to now in terms of uh, producing books for those who are visually impaired, in terms of not just producing books, but producing the right books. 100%. That's very important. We're going to be covering yes. that next with uh, with Amna Khamis and Mazmi, manager of Kenny Mount Foundation, right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95.
We're talking how you provide kids who are visually impaired with books that are going to speak to them, that they are going to be passionate about, and that are going to be accessible to them. With us in the studio, Amna Khamis Al-Mazmi, manager of Kenimat Foundation for Children Empowerment. Amna, um, it's incredible when we try to think about this because none of us have had this uh, very few people have had this experience of trying to provide kids who are visually impaired with books i cannot believe the the number of obstacles <laughs> that yeah. you have to go through yes. before that's a reality and yet here we are those who you know can see can e- pick up a book any day of the week we take it for granted when it's not a luxury it's a human right 100% this is what her highness sheikha Badur believes and that it's a right of every child to have books and to have books that they enjoy reading. Um, actually, I want to tell you a little story. Uh, we were donating books to Amman, Jordan, the Blind Academy in Jordan. And um, there are kids from various age groups. You can stay starting at six-year-olds, elementary school, up to secondary and high school. Um, the books f- uh, we started producing is major uh, majorly for the kids that are in elementary school. We gave donations, everyone was excited. And then I was hearing this voice at the back. I mean, like someone was following me and I couldn't tell with all the noise and the celebrations. And I look back and it's like a 15, 16 year old boy. He's like, Miss, Miss, he is visually impaired, almost uh, almost uh, completely blind. And I'm like, yes, tell me. I'm just in shock that he has been following me through my voice. I'm like, yes, please tell me. There is a request. I mean, he wanted to ask so badly. Tell me. I, hold, I held his hand. What is it? He said, please, next time, bring some adventure books, please. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, yes, for sure. I mean, this would be our next step um, to bring along adventure books. And um, I was in awe. And the principal came to me and he's like, do you know? Amna, that these books, and he is a 16-year-old boy, that these books are the first storybooks they ever held in their hands their entire life. And let me tell you this, Sally, it is not just in Jordan. It happens in Kuwait, in the MENA region. I mean, why? Why? We have all the facilities. We have the... Um, the resources to do. Why are we letting them this be this desperate and and you know deprive depriving them from their right? And I'm I'm truly honored to be working with Her Highness Sheikha Budur because she saw that and she decided to to make this foundation. It's even though we're a small team, but someone is doing the work. Someone is trying to put a network together, collect data, produce the right material. And we're actually doing really, really well right now. That's astonishing. That story you just told just sent shivers down my spine. A 16-year-old is holding a book for the very first time yeah. as somebody who's visually impaired. And this is what Kenimat Foundation is doing, which is brilliant. It's amazing. Um, but one of the things that you want to do as part of Ara as well um, is produce books, as you say, that are born accessible. Explain to us what that means. Okay, so um, as we are collecting information about the um, visually impaired children, what they like to read, um, 
as this boy was telling me adventure books, so when I go back to publishing houses that are ready to donate, let's say, copyright uh, books and waive the copyright, I mean, and donate material, there is not enough, or there you're going to see that they are old publications, not enough uh, publications and so forth. So uh, from that perspective, in the, middle, in the Middle East, we do not have um, books that are born accessible. And um, Her Highness Sheikh Abdur recently signed a capacity building agreement with the WIPO organization, which are the World Intellectual Property Organization, um, which um, in their capacity, they will be hiring the ABC Accessible Books Consortium mm. to do training courses for the publishers in the MENA region on how to make their books born accessible. So how is it? How does it work? Um, so there is a certain format for the technical teams of the publishing houses. Um, it is advice that they use. It's called EPUB3, ePublication3. It's advice that they use it. Why? Because as a publishing house, let's say you own a publishing house, you are interested um, to support the visually impaired. So you have a new publication, you have a new book. It is so easy for you to, to transform that into any mean of book it's easy for you to transform it into braille into audio into whatever you want so it is born accessible from the beginning when you produce it in that form then we won't have to worry about what books are av available or not we can just choose the title and there you go it's already available it's, yeah it's already available in accessible format i mean i can't <laughs> stop smiling when i talk about this um yeah it is amazing to have that up our sleeve and we have already chosen um i mean we were like 90 percent there and the training is happening next month hopefully that's yeah. amazing so this is training for everybody across the MENA region yes. on how to do this, how to make sure. Bec I mean, you know, kind of, you know how this all works. What are the most important things that they do, these publishing houses do need to keep in mind to make sure that their books are properly accessible? Um, well, when you, when you produce a book for um, a visually impaired uh, child or a, a blind child, or you, when you produce material, uh, they have to keep in mind also that, um, these children are um, really interested in the context of the book. I mean, that's how Every you tell, child. yeah, how Every you tell is. the story. It's, I mean, it's really different for them because they, this is all they have. This is their window to life. Every word you say, this is how they're gonna imagine it. So I think they should up their game when it comes to uh, from now on when they are uh, publishers that are chosen for this training, up their game and try to uh, be on board one hundred percent when it comes to choosing the right material, the right stories for um, these children. It's always, that is always the thing, choosing <laughs> the right material for kids to be yeah. engaged with and to really, you know, feel like they're in within a story, that it's written well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That they love, that they want to be part of. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment uh, with uh, Amna Khamis and Mazmi, the manager of Kenimat Foundation. We're going to be talking a bit more about what they're doing in Kuwait, Kenimat Foundation in Kuwait. More to come after this. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. We're back with Anna from Kenimat Foundation. We are talking all of the amazing ways that they are helping 
kids who are in need, in need of books, in need of education, in need of ex- escaping to a whole new world through the pages of a book. We all know the joy of doing that, but many, many Amna um, around mm-hmm. the world simply don't. Exactly. Um, actually, um, it's not just Sally the escaping. I want you to picture this with me. Picture that you are 12 years old. Um, you're a girl uh, forced to go out of your country, move out, you know, no family members, so forth. You are in a foreign country, let's say Brazil. You are forced to be there. In many countries, I mean, there are such great nations and great countries, but you can't say that every person in your community is going to accept you. So they face that. They face discrimination. They know that they are different. Am I supposed to stay who I am? Am I supposed to hold on to my identity? Am I supposed to blend in? What am I going to do? And you are in this struggle every day trying to hide who you really are. And suddenly, and after a year or two from you trying to be someone that you're not, you see this um, entourage of people who are exactly like you. Arab, Muslim, girls wearing hijab, coming in, donating to everyone in your school and giving you libraries and books in your language. Do you know what does what that does to their self-esteem? I mean, you would see them hiding, shy, and then once we are in, Kalimat Foundation is in their premises, you would see their faces light up. And then suddenly all the children from that speak different languages go to this child and ask them, can you read me this in Arabic? Because the, the books look so beautiful and so fascinating that they want to know what's the content. So you would see these Arab children going around their classroom or their um, library, uh, reading in Arabic, translating, so happy they are proud of who they are. And even if books were not a big part of um, their life before, the way we present the Pledge Library Initiative and the libraries make, make it angelic. I mean, they have to have these books. They have to read them. They understand that these are the books um, that would help them go through. I mean, they're their entertainment. And it's actually a very strong bond that we create that, you know what? We know that you are far, but we are still here for you and we will reach you wherever you are. That's just incredible. Yeah. You know, the, the, this is just an example of one child out of hundreds and thousands mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Pledge Library Initiative, let me give you a recap on that. So the Pledge Library Initiative is actually um, an initiative uh, we launched in Sharjah International Book Fair as well uh, in 2018 where uh, we presented a small, um, very durable wooden library. Uh, It consists of 100 Arabic uh, books. And um, people can actually, as you say, like adopt a library. So for example, Sally, um, you're interested in doing that. You say, okay, I want to pledge a library. It's cost 10,000 dirhams for shipment, everything, books uh, including. Uh, we take it to, let's say, for example, Sally, you have a soft spot for um, any country, Egypt. You would say that I want to take this to Egypt. So we find school and everything that we do is um, in line with our um, embassies in these countries. Uh, so we take it to that school and you are welcome to visit the school. You are welcome to read to the children from this library. 
So we had so many donations from uh, different kind. For example, from Sharjah Media, we had the media bureau uh, from the Crown Prince of Sharjah, from uh, Her Excellency Noor Al Kaabi, uh, His Excellency Sheikh Nhayan. In one week, and this is me telling you that the resources are available. In one week, we reached a million dirham in donations because people believe in the cause. They believe that yes. Everyone here believes, and, and it's not just Emirati people, everyone here believes that a book is an escape and uh, children need books. So we did, we, we took these libraries, for example, in, I'll give you a small story, in, um, uh, in one of the countries, I've, because we've been so, to so many countries, <laughs> um, in one of the countries, um, yeah, we were visiting a public library and there were, there were refugee children there. Um, we gifted the public library with this portable library uh, filled with Arabic books. There was this child, he was crying, crying, screaming, crying. I mean, he was throwing a tantrum. And we were, I was doing an interview. Uh, I looked back at his mother. I'm like, is he okay? What does he need? He's like, she, he wants a book. He was nine, maybe grade four, nine-year-old. Um, she's like, why why don't you distribute this book to uh, individual children and so forth? And um, I told her, why don't you come to the library? I mean, it's a, also a chance for the child to mingle with um, other children. Um, and guess what book, Sally, this boy was screaming to take back home? Which book? Alif Bata. Oh, my I gosh. swear to you, ABC, the Arabic ABC. Crying, he wants the ABC because he doesn't know it. It's the first time he sees these letters in a beautiful form. He knows he's an Arab. Why don't I have this? You know, why don't I have this basic, beautiful books in my language? And uh, Alhamdulillah, what we managed to do, um, we managed to donate to his refugee shelter all the way across the country. So we took another library just for his school between his friends. And he got the books that he That's wanted. That's just incredible. Yeah. It's just we don't realize we, do, you know, we take it again. We take it for granted. But you know, these are kids who don't have access to books. Exactly. And and books they help us to form our own identity and who we are. As you are saying, Amna, mm -hmm. it's just the role of books. I mean, this really highlights how important books are. How important reading is and. Oh, it's just <laughs> incredible, really. It is. It is. And, and this is this is what you're talking about now, the Pledge a Library Initiative. Yes, the Pledge a Library Initiative, uh, which actually we donate books to um, refugee camps, um, refugee children, uh, areas in crisis, um, and actually all children that we think uh, would need um, reading material and can't access that. Mm. Um, yeah, th these are the children that we focus on and try to help. And you've done this in several countries. You've done it in Sao Paulo, in Brazil. Yes, Brazil, Hong Kong, France, Germany, Sweden. My memory is... <laughs> yeah, I'm losing my, yeah, and we're doing it hopefully in Greece and Italy, Italy next month. Um, and these are all Arabic books for kids who speak Arabic yeah. in their own language, yeah. you know, w whether they can see or they're sight impaired as well. It is actually for the uh, sighted children. For sighted children. Yes. Um, we're trying to find communities of Arab children. And it's really difficult that are visually impaired and blind in all the countries around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, it's difficult to get there. Um 
And uh, this is something that I want to say on the radio and use this platform, actually. If you have, um, if you are aware of a school, of a child, of a place where whatever kind of books, whether children books or accessible books are needed, please do contact us and reach us through our social media, which is Kalimat FND, Kalimat Foundation, uh, because we have received a lot of requests through social media and we managed to do some donations to them. That is the way. That is the way to do it. That is the way to make sure that this continues and this is how you can support. But um, we keep saying we're going to talk about Kuwait. We are going to talk about yes, Kuwait next. we must talk about Kuwait. <laughs> That's coming up on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking with Amna Khamis Al-Mazmi, she is the manager of Kalimat Foundation about the incredible work that they are doing all over the world, but particularly here in the Middle East, Amna, with Ara at providing those books for visually impaired kids. Kuwait is actually a very important location for you at yeah. the moment. Tell us about that. Um, actually, um, in Kuwait, what happened was different this time. Usually it's us hounding people down and, you know, trying to get information on uh, where to donate, do you need donations and so forth. So Kuwait, when we received the request and call from Kuwait, it was just as, you know, Kalimat Foundation, we would just like to invite you to thank you for what you're doing in the MENA region. And that was something that, you know, really um, we we appreciate a lot. Um, and the the school that we were invited to is called Al-Nur School, which is also for um, visually impaired children. Uh, in Kuwait, children are not integrated with the um, Ministry of Education schools. They have their private schools, which are really uh, beautiful and magnificent. Um, so when we went there to receive the recognition, uh, we also decided to gift the schools in Kuwait with around a thousand books, uh, accessible books, um, uh, in braille, large print and audio to the children in the schools. And guess what, Sally? I heard it again. These are the first storybooks that they ever receive. So for a country uh, as Kuwait, um, uh, which is a very civilized, beautiful country, uh, with the Ministry of Education supporting these children, it was just a matter of the uh, the books that are produced for the educational purposes are taking a toll on all the printing um, factories in Kuwait. Mm. So the publishing and republishing, printing and so forth, uh, the, the tests, because as I said, it is quite expensive to uh, run something like that. So really um, it comes again to uh, Her Highness's vision Sheikha Badur on setting a separate entity that goes side by side with the government we are completely in line and at the same time we produce the other kind of material that um, that are not produced for everyone else so our visit in Kuwait was was really nice and um, what we can say right now that we are working hand in hand with them to support the children in the Gulf as well as in the MENA region. Uh, we are aiming to create a network uh, for the visually impaired uh, schools and uh, hopefully we will reach uh, many more children. And as we've been saying, you are aiming to produce 200 books 
that are th- there for you know for those who are visually impaired yes, as well yeah. this is this is part of your you know growing vision uh, as well that you're training publishing houses to think you know more accessibly for these kids yeah. it's such vital work you you're doing brilliant things in so many different spaces and yeah. we salute you we applaud you but we also want to support amna so how can people support is it about donations do you need monetary donations what do you need exactly um actually what we need so far is a very simple thing which is um the support through our um, social media platforms um we do get uh, sponsorships and support from various areas and we don't need the people in the public actually for that purpose um we what we need is for them to retweet uh follow kalimat foundation accounts because let me tell you this we have received so many requests of books through our social media when people start retweeting we had actually an egyptian mother um i don't know by by whom which which person exactly but she saw a tweet um and she requested from the foundation some books for her child she was really reluctant at first but we tried to what is it that you need she's like i have a visually impaired child who's um, almost completely blind and i would like some books if it's not too much to ask in braille because i'm trying to help him read it's like yes for sure so that was through our social media and this is what we need you people for i mean we need to reach the people that need these books and we definitely donated books to this mother just for her and for her child we want more of that and that w- that can only happen um through the support of the public this is the aim of kedimat foundation make sure you follow them What's your uh, your handle on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere Facebook. else? It's uh, Kalimat FND. So it's K-A-L-I-M-A-T FND. Yeah. Follow them right now. Make sure you tweet, you retweet, you post, you repost, you put it out there. Um, be part of it because, you know, the vision of Her Highness Sheikh Abdur and uh, of Sharjah is really to make books accessible to every child. Yes. It's just it's amazing it's wonderful it was an absolute pleasure amna thank you the to have you for the first time yeah. in fact <laughs> yes. telling us all about the incredible work that kenny mount foundation does it's such a pleasure and i hope that when you have more that's going on you will come back and tell us more about definitely. it definitely you'll be the first to hear about it we cannot sure. <laughs> wait we cannot wait we're very excited for what's to come that's it for us here on life beats on pulse 95 make sure you listen back to this or any of the other interviews that we've had it will be on our podcast soundcloud and apple podcasts look for life beats and we're going to be back with you again tomorrow from 10 a.m. have a great day this is pulse 95 Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.